By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. It is BS.show. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. If you can check out our web, website, it is BS.show. We've got uh, all sorts of good stuff on there. Matter of fact, we've got Shelly's recipes. Shelly cooks some really interesting stuff. She's an excellent... <laughs> <laughs> Shelly doesn't cook. You know is, that. Is that not what's on a website? We don't have Shelly recipes on there. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> hey, can, can I? You, you don't cook much, right? You or you cook at I all? I don't cook at all. Okay, I was going to ask you: Have you ever watched a TV show and like, oh, today we have we have you know celebrity guests. We have uh, we have uh, let's say Sean Mendez, and today we're going to have Sean Mendez teach you how to. Do his favorite fried chicken or like George Clooney's going to be on show today and we're going to show how he loves to eat hoagies, you know, and we're going to show you the George Clooney hoagie. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever done anything like that? What do you think, Brad? No. <laughs> right? Am I correct? Yeah. Hard no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> correct. Dude, there's these guys that I shouldn't admit to this. You know, I, I watch I watch YouTube videos, and there's these two dudes. You do? Yes. I never knew that about you. Yes. Well, there's these two young dudes from Chattanooga, Tennessee, called Goon Squad. And it's sort of interesting background is that their mom and dad are immigrants from Ukraine. And their names are like, they have Americanized names, but their real names are like Simeon and Elsinori or something like that. And these two good-looking young guys. And what's interesting is... Their mom and dad have these very thick Ukrainian accents, and most of the time when his, their mom and dad are speaking, they're speaking in Ukraine, whatever language they speak. I don't know, Russian or something like that. And these guys are from Chattanooga, and they talk like that. And their mom and dad, you know, have this thick Ukrainian accent, and they sound like good old boys from the South. Anyway, they, all these guys do is they fix cars, and they eat, and all they do is eat. And they've actually come up with this stuff called dang sauce, D-A-N-G. Dang, because they always say, dang, dang. So they come Is up it with- spicy? Yeah, it's like, it's like it's, I think it's like Tabasco kind of sauce or something oh, okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they show, and whenever they show, I mean, they, it's sort of funny because talk about product placement. If they go to Taco Bell, they order Taco Bell and they put dang sauce on it, you know, and like if they're eating breakfast, they put dang sauce on it. If they're eating, you know, if they go to like, to like, uh, you know, the Chick-fil-A, they put dang sauce on their, on their chicken. And it's going like, God, you guys are, the, and, and what's interesting is according to here, you know, and I think the one guy's like 23 and the other guy's like 25. And according to, let me look at this star stat, uh, to give you an idea of what kind of money these guys are making, um, G O O M G S Q U A D. It's Goon Squad. G O O N Z. Their their net worth of their YouTube channel is worth four point three million dollars on a daily basis. They average about twenty one hundred dollars a day, uh, and uh, the average is about fifteen thousand a week and about forty eight thousand a month. This year, they're 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 projected to do about nine hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and what they do is. It's turned in. It used to be they just fixing up cars. Now it's following them around and and you know and hanging out with their parents. And it is sort of interesting because their parents they just had a thing where their parents just celebrated their 40th wedding anniversary. And you know once again they came over from Ukraine. They immigrated to the United States and they ended up. When did they do that? Um, I think they said they did it like I think they he talked about his mom and dad were actually married in Ukraine, which would have been you know like like 
40, well, they just celebrated their 40th anniversary, and they you, they emigrated here a couple years after that. So they've been in the United States oh, okay. like like 30 plus they've years. They've been here a while. Yeah, 30 plus years. But yeah. But and it's funny because because what's interesting about it is these kids, the two guys, and Elsinore and Simeon, whatever the names are, they'll be talking to their mom and dad. And their dad, especially, will be talking English, and then he'll just break into whatever the foreign language is, and they'll go back and forth like this. And and one of the one of the the goon squads guys will you'll know, talk back to them, I guess, in Ukrainian. I think there's I think there's actually a Ukrainian language. I think that's one of the controversies in Ukraine because some people in Ukraine speak Russian, and other people speak Ukrainian. And they go back and forth where they'll say like part of the sentence in English, and then part of the sentence in whatever the foreign language is. And I'm thinking to myself. I am jealous of that. I always wanted to be in a family where we spoke more than one language. Now, my daughter, at least she used to be, is fluent in Spanish. And, you know, and I'm fluent in 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 French. Did you know that? I did not. Ask me a question in French. Ask me a question, I'll answer in French. Go ahead. Ask me any question. Bonjour, ça va? No, no. Ask me a question in English. Oh. I'll answer in French, Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Good morning. How are you? Ho, ho, ho. Ask me another oh. question. Okay. How about if I ask you a question in French? No, ask me a question. And you answer no, in no, English. No, no, ask me a question in English and I'll answer in French. This... What's the weather going to be like today? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> okay, LePew. <laughs> Okay, but I do. Okay, Pepe. I do speak a little German. Ich bin eine Gummischuhe, which was always one of my favorites. When when I took the kids down to Epcot and we'd go to Germany, and I'd talk to the people in, in the Epcot store, and 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 they would my 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 daughter would always go, "What are you saying to them?" And I go like, I go and I go, "Wie geht's?" And they go, you know, "Danke, wie geht's?" You know, back and I go, "Oh, ich bin Krankendumpf." And they'd always look like the, the people in the store would go, what? They'd look at each other. You know what Didn't that? Did they just call you a dummy? A dummy? No. Each been Kronkendum cough is I'm sick in the head, which means I'm oh, like, mentally okay. ill. And, and and then they would say, Varum? Which means why? And I'd go, Ich bin eine Gummischuhe. And they'd go, what? Varum? Ich bin eine Gummischuhe is I'm a rubber boot. That's what... <laughs> That's about right. So, so my kids were always, Dad, speak to him in German. And I go, Ich bin eine Gummischuhe. And, and a, lot of times, a lot of times the people, Gummischuhe? Was? Gummischuhe? Ja, ja, ich bin eine Gummischuhe. Willst du's Bettlegen mit mir? I won't tell you what that means. <laughs> what is it again? Um, Willst du's Bettlegen mit mir? Tell me what that means. Whisper in my ear. I won't tell anybody. I won't. I won't tell you because <laughs> when I was in high school, we had our our very we had our Frau Miller, who was our German teacher, and and she would tell us all the nice things to say. And we had this kid who was actually from Germany. Matter of fact, his dad was like an ambassador or something like that, and he was some kind of a high muckety muck. And at the time, they were building the F four fighters. You know, the McDonnell Douglas was building them up in North County. And his dad was something like some big wig in the government. He was supervising the F-4s that the German government were buying. So this kid was in our class, and he was a character. And he told us all the good sentences to use. He told us all the stuff we'd never learned from Frau Miller. 
So we go down the hall cussing each other out in German. <laughs> and when this guy, this guy was in my gym class, and we'd cuss out the coach, and he had no idea what we were saying to him. You know, we'd say things like, you know, we'd say things about his mother, and he had no idea what we were saying about him. Anyway. Yeah, well, I said something in Spanish, and I got a call from one of our radio brethren. Does Brad know what you just said? <laughs> really? You slipped one past me? That's like, I did. That's like, that's like, like Jill Biden yesterday. I don't she, know. He doesn't know what I just said. She called the people in, in San Antonio. She complimented that they're, they're as nice as breakfast taco. No, breakfast burritos. Isn't it? And you know what's interesting? You know what? I don't even, I'm not political. But I even know that that's not a good thing to do. Well, what's funny, you know who, who, who? Um, what's the guy's name? Marco Rubio, who is of Hispanic descent. I think he's from Cuba. Hispanic, whatever you want to call it. You know, Latinx. I don't, don't know if I do. Okay, well, he's a senator. And it's interesting, on Twitter yesterday, he, he changed his, 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 his profile picture, and it's now a breakfast taco. <laughs> No, he didn't. I swear to God. I'm, I'm telling you. Here, I'll go. I'll, I'll look it up right now. Here, I'll go to. Here, let me go to. I go on Twitter, and I'll look up Marco Rubio. You can do it on your phone if you don't believe me, unless he's changed it already. Let me go. Marco, M-A-R-C-O, Marco Rubio. There it is. It's His profile picture is a breakfast taco, right? Christian husband, father, American senator for Florida, banned in China and Russia. And his his profile picture is a breakfast taco. <laughs> That's actually pretty hilarious. Matter of fact, is when he did it yesterday, 10 hours ago, it's hashtag new profile pic. That's his new profile pic. It's a breakfast taco. Okay. Uh, we have a guest at 730 and a guest who you know, who I won't say who it is because it's going to be a surprise. Uh, we'll okay. talk about that. Okay, now, here's a story. Uh, we didn't talk about this yesterday. Do Wait. I know this person? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know this person. Do okay. I like him? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you like him. You, he's, he's a good guy. He's been good to us. He's been good to us. Oh, okay, okay. Then there's no problem. Okay, here's a story out of Houston. Okay, now, first off, let me set, this, let me set the, 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 the standard here, okay? Uh, hold on. I'm sorry. This is in Dallas. This is in Dallas, not in Houston. In other cities, they have what they call HOV lanes. You know what an HOV lane on the interstate is? I do. Okay, it's what they call a high-occupancy vehicle. And I didn't know what it stood for, yes. but I know the people put those sex dolls right. in, the, in the chair next right. to them. Okay, the idea so they, is... they look like there's another person in the car. Right, the idea is you are sharing your car with... It's a carpool lane. Right, it's a carpool lane. You're supposed to have two or more people in the car. And if you don't have... If you're in the car by yourself, you get a ticket if the police see you. And what what Shelly's talking about, there's been people who've like buy the sex dolls and are they put like one of them. Somebody had like a, one of those cardboard stand-ups. I saw this before of George Clooney and they put George, some girl who like was in love with George Clooney and she put George Clooney in her front seat and she got pulled over by the police. Okay, so. That's because he was so shallow. Okay, the lady's name is Brandy Batone, B-O-T-T-O-N-E. She got. I thought you said Brandy. Never mind. Well, that's. I thought you were spelling bottom. No, batone. I guess it's but b o t t o. How no? How would you say? Was that batone? B o t t o n e. 
She got a 200... I was kidding, Brad. Move okay, on. she got a $215 ticket after being pulled over on U.S. Highway 75 South on June 29th. An officer peeked in and asked, is there anybody in the car? And this is what's interesting. She says, yes. She pointed to her stomach and she says, my baby girl is right here. She's in person. And in other words, she's pregnant. So the officer for the Dallas County Sheriff Department told the Plano, Texas, the law states HOV users must have at least one passenger in the vehicle, and those passengers must be outside of the body. That's what they're saying now. So she's claiming that she's going to fight the ticket because with the new Supreme Court ruling that she's pregnant and it's another person in, in the car. It's her and her unborn child. So she basically changed legislation. No, she's she's fighting the ticket, saying that there were two people in the car, and the police officer says, "No, you can't call you can't call the baby in your womb a person." And she says, "Well, according to the Supreme Court, I can." You know? Ooh! So, Boom. so now the interesting thing about this is, I've read it where there are legal experts are saying she may have a case because once again the Supreme Court has you know this crazy you know I'm going to say this right now. I understand that there's both sides of this argument, and the people who are pro-choice are very adamant pro-choice, and the people who are pro-life are very adamant pro-life, and if you had a group, let's say if you said, hey, tonight we're going to have a rally, we're going to have the pro-choice and the pro-abortion people, or the pro-choice and the pro-life people, and we're going to have people who aren't quite decided yet. And you said, okay, we're going to have, let's say you had a big high school gym and like, you know, it's like a basketball court. Okay. All you pro-choice people, you're on this side. You're on the left side of the gym. And all you pro, you know, you pro-life people, you're on this side of the gym. And all you people who haven't decided you're on the center line, you're on the, you know, where they, you know, do the tip off for the, you know, the beginning of the basketball game, there'd be nobody in the middle. Get what I'm saying? You're either for or against. There's nobody's like, well, I'm not exactly sure. It's very polarizing. Okay. So. And one of the things has always been the definition of when does life start? Does there, it st- there are some people that are in the middle. To, who is it? I don't know any of them. I don't know anybody who's in the middle. You're either pro or con. You're either pro-abortion or you're either for abortion or against abortion. There's no middle ground. It's, That's not true. Well, I don't know who they are. Trust me. You know, I, I, I've, I mean, I know... I know, you know, and it's not just women. I know guys who were like very devout Christians who are, matter of fact, you know, like, like a guy like Brian Nieves. I mean, if you start talking abortion to Brian Nieves, I mean, like he'll just be down your throat, you know, well, you know, life starts conception. And, you know, once again, I have no problem with that. I get it. They have their feelings and a lot of it is based on religion. You know, I mean, once again, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying one side is, one side is right. One side is wrong. I know women feel very strongly about the fact that, you know, especially the pro-choice people feel very strongly about the fact that they have a choice and it's their body and they want to, you know, to do with it. And, you know, it's interesting because when we had the whole thing with Dr. Fauci, there a lot of the, the pro, the, the pro, the pro-life people came out and said, well, how is it that, that, you know, your life is your, you know, your, it's your body. You can do what you want, but yet we have to have a COVID shot. And, you know, it's one of those things you start to think about. They go like, okay, they got a point. You know, if it's if it's my body and my choice, why should I be forced into getting a COVID vaccine? You know, once again, it's all the crazy weird. What was that? What was what? Did you just fall over? No. Why? Okay. Terrible noise. I don't know what that was. Okay. Anyway, oh, it wasn't me. Anyway, she's oh, it she, wasn't me. She's fighting the ticket because <laughs> she says that her baby in her womb is a second person in her car, so therefore she qualifies under the HOV law. So. 
It's going to be interesting to see how that one works out. You know what I'm it saying? It is. I mean, I mean that'll goes, be a precedent case. Well, you know, once again, it's like you know, sometimes you see these. Like, I remember this story. This guy who taught this class on how to get out of speeding tickets. Matter of fact, I read this article about this guy, and it was sort of interesting because because there is. I don't think they do it anymore, but there used to be a course that some of the police officers went to where they would teach them how how to estimate speeds. And the reason for this was, like, let's say you're a police officer, you're standing on the road and you're giving out a ticket, and somebody flies by you real fast, and you're not in your car, you don't have your radar gun, you're not, you know, you're not pacing them, so you don't know exactly how fast you're going. They taught this class that police officers could estimate how fast you were moving. Okay? So this guy, this guy got a ticket this way, where he drove by a police officer who was standing on the side of the road. I can't remember the circumstances, but the police officer estimated his speed at 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. And this guy defended himself, brought the police officer to court, and the police officer's on the stand, and, you know, the police officer says, yes, I was standing on the side of the road, and the speed limit was 40, and he went by me at 60 miles an hour. And he goes up to and he says, how did you know it? Well, I took the class. I'm certified at being able to estimate speeds. And I can't get it down to the mile an hour, but I'm usually accurate within five miles an hour. So, so he's, he's questioned the cop. He says, okay, so in other words, you're telling me you have this skill that you can see something in motion and you can estimate the speed that that, that, that object is in motion. Yes, I'm very good at that. So the guy holds up a pencil above his head and says, officer, see this pencil? And the officer says, yes. And the guy drops it in court. It hits the floor. And the guy says, okay, officer, how fast was that pencil traveling when it hit the floor? And the officer says, I have no idea. And he looked at the judge. He says, he says okay, judge, throw the case out. And the judge says, case dismissed, threw the case out. Wow. Because the guy, the police officer just said he was trained at, trained at telling how fast an object. Now, the interesting. Yeah, but a lot of that has to do with markings on the I get highway it. and how how fast it takes I get to it. get now, from what, part A to part B. And then it's a, it's a, anyway. It, here's the only problem with that story. The problem with that story is, is once upon a time, when I was in my physics class back in college, I could have told you how fast that pencil was traveling when it hit the floor. Yeah, it's velocity times something. Right, right. You figure out, you know, you figure out and, and you know, the, the heights. In other words, if the guy was six feet tall, his hand, he, let's say he's holding it like seven feet, a foot above his head. He drops it and you can essentially say, okay, you know, gravity, blah, 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 blah. Because that's one of the things we did all the time. We did these, all these stupid, well, that's stupid, but they're actually sort of fascinating. You did all these things like, okay, if someone jumps out a window of a 10-story building, how fast are they traveling when they hit the sidewalk? And, we, you know, we had a physics professor. This guy, talking about, this guy was from England, and he brought him over to the United States. He was working at McDonnell Douglas, and he was working on the Star Wars project. So this guy was like a physics nerd. He had a PhD in physics from, from what, Cambridge in England or something like that. And this guy was like, I mean, it was like, it was like you would ask him a question, and you'd get an answer, and you'd go like, okay, I don't think I quite understand what he said. You know, he's one of those kind of guys. He's like a savant kind of guy. But we did all that kind of stuff. And that was one of the things. It was sort of interesting because when you knew the basics, it wasn't that hard to figure out. You know, when you did like, you know, the formula, you plug in the variables and bang, bang, bang. You could say, okay, when that pencil hit the floor, it was traveling at blah, blah, blah. 
you know, and typically it was like, you know, it wasn't miles per hour. It was always, was, was always metric. It was like meters per second or, you know, centimeters per second or whatever, stuff like that. Anyway, I know that's boring stuff, so we'll move on. It's time to take a break, and we have our guests coming up in the next break. Yay! And you will recognize him from his voice. He has a very, I'm sure I will. He has a very distinctive voice. Okay. Okay, you ready? I'm so excited. <laughs> you ignited. Okay, it's 725. have you heard about salt river automotive not only are we open for business and ready to serve you we are sponsors of the bs in the morning show on westplex 107.1 check us out on facebook at salt river automotive llc see you soon 